Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Midnight Frightcast, episode number 92. I am your host, Greg, the movie guy. I'm here with two of our other guys. We're missing Maddie tonight, unfortunately. She had some technical difficulties, so we will miss her sweet, salty banter. But we've got Josh with us tonight. Hey, I was like mouthing the words along with you. I was like, yeah, welcome back to the Midnight Frightcast. (laughs) And we have got Patrick. How's it going, Patrick? Everything's going fine. You didn't say your catchphrase. My catchphrase? Hey, everybody, how's it going? <laughs> it's been That's a while. I I it. For. <laughs> well, he he asked me how I was doing, so I couldn't just answer with how with another question. You could. I Haven't could. you seen that whose line is it anyway game where they do questions only? Questions to questions, yeah. <laughs> All right, we are back. We uh, we took a hiatus again because that's apparently what we do. But we are back. Doesn't matter. We watched a movie. We watched a lot of things. We also watched a trailer. We're going to talk about a movie dropping here in, I think, the next week. I think it drops on Good Friday. Good Friday. Which is kind of eerie, creepy, weird for a horror movie, but it is called The Unholy. It's called... Talk about The Unholy. Patrick, what do you got? I just watched this trailer moments before we started streaming this. Pleasantly surprised to see uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan in this movie. It looks pretty polished. Looks like a nice studio horror film. Mm-hmm. Kind of something maybe we haven't seen yet. It's all in the religious realm, which I really dig when it comes to horror films. It really piqued my interest, to tell you the truth. This looks like something I could really get into, and I'm hoping it doesn't suck. <laughs> Josh, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Uh, uh, what do I have for Unholy? Um, I have three children, um, so they're pretty pretty much there. Uh, I agree with Patrick. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh, was really cool to see. Negan, I guess Negan. He's got the exact look that Negan has. Um, I was talking with Patrick about before we jumped on about wondering if he was contractually obligated to keep that beard in case he was hopping back and forth. Really cool cast of uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, Carrie Ellis snuck in there. Uh, William Sadler snuck in there, which is really cool to see. Uh, watching through this, everything looks really cool. And, and you guys from are, are more technical than I am. So from a technical standpoint, the, the VFX look really terrible, I thought. I don't think they look good at all. Um, mm-hmm. And usually I don't look at that kind of stuff. So it has to stand out quite a bit if I'm noticing it. So I don't know. I thought that looked kind of weak. Uh, I'm curious to see what it, how it would do against St. Maud Because St. Maud went over really well. And that was also religious horror um, that came out this year. I don't know. Uh, again, great marketing ploy as far as dropping it on Good Friday. I mean, good for them and stuff. But, you know, uh, religious horrors, like, it's, again, it's hit and miss. It's either going to, like, it's either going to be really, really good or it's going to it's gonna suck. So we'll see where it, uh, it lands. Is that just theatrical only or does it got a VOD spot or does anybody know? I've got the IMDb page pulled up here. Research, 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 yeah. <laughs> research while we're alive. I don't yeah, on, see on, on IMDb. It just says releases April 2nd. Okay. Cool. 
I'm sure it'll do like an early access thing, probably. Probably. So, uh, based on the trailer, I'm excited to check it out because it looks like a creepy as heck horror movie. I know one of the things that I rank higher on the list of not necessarily subjects, but horror type, maybe subject, I don't know what you want to call it, is religious horror. And that might just be because of my, my background on religion. But I feel like religious horror is some of the more creepy types of horror, kind of up along the lines of like Asian film horror and things like that. Right. I am all on board for this movie to check it out, except for one piece. It is PG-13. I did not see that. I didn't see that either. That sucks. That drops it for me a little bit. It, it holds it back so much. I feel like it's going to be another or an American version. Uh, I guess La Llorona was, or the Curse of La Llorona, I should uh, specify that, was an American version of that. But I feel like it's going to be a very similar situation. Of you've got so much potential and you slap that PG-13 on there and it's just, yeah. it blows it out of the water. So yeah, should I, not be allowed anymore to drop PG-13 horror films. It shouldn't, but they want uh, they want an audience. So, right, especially if they're trying to get people back into the theaters, they're going to be targeting their movies to them. To everybody, as many yep. people as they can get in. So, I, I don't know that I'll be uh, number one in the theaters to go and check this one out again. I am intrigued. I'll probably watch it at some point. I don't know when though. Right. According to Sony Pictures, it is being released to theaters on April second, and then VOD later in the year. Okay. So maybe catch it on a $5 Friday or Tuesday or whatever. Right. All right. Well, let's uh, jump over to, oh, hey, Patrick, guess what? What, Greg? It's the news. News, news, news. I think we all have news, and I think Patrick had the the one we're anticipating the most. So, Patrick, hit us. Well, I don't know why you're anticipating. I think you're anticipating it because... I won't tell you what it is, uh, or I didn't tell you what it is. So we've got American Horror Story season 10 coming up. Uh, they were backburnered because of COVID, like everything else. But they announced season 10's theme, and it's American Horror Story double feature. Double feature. And what they are doing, and I don't know how they're doing it, but they are doing two stories in one season. One by the Sea and One by the Sand, a short teaser uh, shared by Ryan Murphy. Uh, That's what it said in it, and that's what they're promising. So without any other information, it could be kind of interesting. You know, they did something similar with Roanoke, where they had the first part of the season was set in uh, colonial times or whenever that was, when Roanoke happened. Then the second part of the season happened modern times. So they kind of told two different stories there. But it sounds like this is t- two entirely different stories. I'm sure they'll tie together somehow or another. Anyway, the cast is Evan Peters, Kathy Bates, Billy Lord, Finn Wittrick, Lily Rabe, Leslie Grossman, Dina Porter, and Angelica Ross. Isn't Macaulay Culkin supposed to do this too? Did you? Did I yes, see that? Macaulay Culkin is going to be in it as well. Yeah, that's it says, funny. and also added into the mix, Macaulay Culkin. Interesting. Yep. Very interesting. I, yeah. I don't know that I'm going to jump on that, but I kind of want to. We've always felt that American Horror Story is hit and miss. We have our favorite seasons, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be high on my list, but I'll catch it. Interesting. And that is my news. All right. Josh, what do you got? Yeah. So um, I don't know how old or new this news is, but it's the news I was most excited about. Um, so Fetty Alvarez is 
not directing, but producing a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. And usually I'm like, oh, God, why are we doing another one? Like, why are we doing another one of those movies? But he's doing Old Man Leatherface. Um, and it's a direct sequel from the original, which is what I thought was kind of cool. And they're bringing back the original Survivor from the Texas Chancellor Massacre, Sally. And um, they recast Marilyn Burns' Owen, I can't say her last name, Foray, but she's from Mandy, which uh, Patrick might remember. Just a great fucking movie. That's why I remember it. (laughs) We all agreed on that. But yeah, I'm really curious to see what he's going to do with an old man Leatherface and see what direction they decided to take that in said normally I would not be excited about that anymore because they've made so many of those movies. But uh, when something like it sounds like something's like difference being completely thrown at it, uh, it's got my uh, it's got my interest. So that's my news. All right. And last and probably the least me over from Bloody Disgusting. Rob Zombie is apparently working on a new project that is The Munsters. Looking, I, just, I was scanning through this article here. They actually list who he's planning on casting for them. Can anybody guess who uh, who's going to play Lily Munster? Yeah, it's his fucking wife. It's awesome. a sad day. It's no, a sad it's not, day. That's not good. That's not good. That's not a good start. They've got uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips is signed on to play Herman Munster. And the cast will also include, I believe, from 31, please correct me if I'm wrong, Richard Brake. Yep. It was. Okay. Dan Roebuck. Jorge Garcia. And Cassandra Peterson. Jorge Garcia, who's that? He's, uh, look him up. You'll know him as soon as you see him. I can't okay. describe him. He was from Lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, I never watched that but, show. That's but random. there's no excitement, no interest in Cassandra Peterson? I don't know who that is either. Why don't I not who that, I don't know who that is. Elvira. Oh, fuck yeah. No, not really. <laughs> not really. That one I'm interested in. That could be really? interesting to put her in that. But I'm intrigued to see what he does with this. He he could uh, he could go a couple different ways. I don't know which way he's going to go. Right. I mean, Jeff Daniel Phillips is not even tall enough to play Herman Munster. First of all, they're going to have to put him on some fucking stilts. <laughs> um, it's the first Rob Zombie film that I've not been excited about. Yeah, I'm not, I, I, I can see monsters, that. but I don't need a new version of it. I will. Uh, I'll follow it. I, I'm not crazy to run out and check it out, but I'll follow it and see what he does with it at least. Right. So we'll have to we'll have to see what he does when he drops a trailer, and we'll talk about it. The, the nice the thing is, is, is he's a super fan of the monsters, and that's going to help a lot because he he knows it <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, really well because of, of how big of a fan he is. But I just I just don't see it falling in his genre of film. It it's going to have to be a very very dark comedy horror for it to work in his realm. Yeah, and I um, I don't know that that's I don't know that he might be able to pull that off. Yeah, I so, agree. We'll see what happens. But um, as far as that goes, that was that was the news. Moving along, I'm sure we've all been watching some stuff. Patrick, tell us what you've been watching. Okay, it's funny that Josh had mentioned it earlier because I did have a chance to see Saint Maud. Oh, sweet! Yeah. I, I it must have been all the hype surrounding the movie, but I was really, really disappointed in it. Yeah. To me, it was not so much a horror film as psychological something or another, because I can't even say it was a thriller. A lot of it was in the main character's head, so it was a letdown for me, unfortunately. 
That's too bad. Yeah, because there was so much hype for it. I was so gung-ho to see it, and it just it just didn't connect with me. Uh, I do see a lot of people enjoying the hell out of it, though, so don't let my comments deter you from seeing it. There is a show on sci-fi right now that, Greg, I think you would dig the hell out of because it's Alan Tudyk. I want to see that one. It's called Resident Alien. Yeah. It is Alan Tudyk at his best. I have got to say it is him at his best. I don't know if it's going to last past a season because of the type of show it is, if they can curve more story out of it than one season. But it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. That makes me happy. And then finally, I'm not all the way through it yet because it's a really long watch, but I started watching Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. Are you watching the color or the black and white version? I did not know there was a black and white version of it. It is the color version that I am watching. And the 4-3 aspect ratio, I it's really hard for me to get past it while I'm watching it. It doesn't make any sense to me why he did it. And I'm having trouble mm-hmm. finding anything online that explains why he chose to do it that way. But it's really tough to get through. And I will say some of it is a bit tedious. It gets a little slow in places. I'm only halfway through. I didn't see the original Justice League movie because that Mm -hmm. is not really my... Comic movies are not really my jam anyway. But Zack Snyder has me intrigued on his cut. So because I have nothing to compare it to, I think I'm going to give his his cut a shot. Yeah, it's interesting because he's he's using not only the the stuff that was shot by Whedon, but the stuff that he had shot as well. So he's able... Mm -hmm. He has access to so much footage in this cut and how he's blending the two together is really interesting. Right. But like I said, because he added so much stuff, there's a lot of narrative that I don't think is necessary. I, I don't know that I agree fully with that. I actually watched the entire thing on Friday night, I believe. No, Thursday night I watched it. Whatever night it was, I watched the entire thing. It's a sit. I, I appreciate what he did because there's a lot more character exposition which i felt like the original needed especially for the cyborg character and i won't go too much more into that i i I, guess i'd agree with that yeah given what his character does for that story i feel like you need what you get out of there so i won't go any further i mean obviously you probably are aware of how it ends but there are some differences that come along with it i enjoyed the cut i do agree that there, there are some tedious spots where you're like come on hurry up but i i feel like at this point if you're gonna drop a cut like that just give them everything especially for as as not good as the the first version was the joss whedon version you're you're getting a lot more out of this and it's it's worth the watch it's definitely worth the watch here's another question i have really quick guys and then because you guys again you both watched it so i did hear also that Zack snyder took footage from the original film but he just like shift it and move it and bounce it and like it's the same exact footage but it told a completely different story even though it's the same footage like is that kind of but but it's not all the same footage i mean he uses the footage from that one but he blends in what he was able to shoot before he was booted on the project right was he booted or i thought didn't the family member he he stepped away he stepped away he wasn't booted yeah yeah he had some he had some something that came up that had him step away. So I think it was family related, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I, might, I think I'm going to chase that one and give that a, a shot. Yeah. Give my, um, my attention. Either, yeah, either give yourself enough time to be able to watch it in one setting or know that you're going to watch it in 
four settings. Is it is it broken into four sections, Greg? Four parts, and then there is an epilogue. But yeah, they okay. do they do pop in and they say part one this, part yeah. two that. So if you uh, hit one of those parts, you can stop, and it's it's a pretty good breaking up point. Yeah, I haven't quite reached part three yet, okay. but I was just wondering if it if it was four pieces all together since it was four hours long. But okay, it's got an epilogue. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, there's an epilogue too. And Very that's good. what I've been watching. All right, Josh, what have you been watching? Yeah, so uh, my wife and I, Elizabeth, have been smashing through Oscar nominations. Uh, we have not gotten through all of them. We've gotten through maybe half of them. Um, and then we watched a couple that we thought were going to be Oscar nominated for Best Picture, and they weren't. Um, but we've gotten through Trial of Chicago 7, which is my front runner right now, but that's because I have not seen them all. We watched uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which was fantastic. Um, and again, got snubbed, I think, for an Oscar nom. Um, and then we got through a couple other ones again. I can't remember the names of them, but we've been smashing through those. I'm really excited because usually come Oscar time, I have not seen all of the best pictures. So I have a really hard time going, I'm just going to throw one out and see what wins this year. I plan on seeing them all and, uh, and hopefully I have a better, uh, a better chance or a better idea of picking something that might win. But yeah, uh, the Oscars uh, have been really great to watch through this year. Um, but besides that, um, I have been watching through Lovecraft Country. Did anybody ever watch that on HBO Max? It's I want to. I want really to. fucking good. It's really really good. Um, super fantastic. I'm about three quarters of the way through that. It's just it's just really really good. Um, so I suggest uh, hopping on that and, and checking that out. And then because I hate myself, just like really really just enjoy punishing myself. I watched the Wrong Turn reboot. And, <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I love the Wrong Turn franchise. Uh, I don't even care how dopey and bad it is. I love that franchise. So I wanted to know what they were going to do with this reboot. And, you know, I had read some stuff before I watched it. And I was like, ah, it couldn't have been that bad. Beyond just sharing a name, it, they could have called it anything else. Because it's Wrong Turn, it is not. Uh, the only real connection it really had with Wrong Turn, and I feel like they were kind of trolling the audience, was at the end they talk about how, as a family, they're going to sit down after this traumatic event, they're going to sit down and watch a movie. And they're, and somebody made a comment about it being about, like, you know, inbred hillbillies again. Um, and that was the only real kind of connection it kind of had. But it was just, it was overall really not good. They should have just called it The Foundation because it was Wrong Turn, The Foundation. Um, they could have just stuck with the foundation, had it completely separate from wrong turn and done its own thing. It still would have been bad, but at least people would not have been lied to about it being a wrong turn. And no, I did not uh, rent that on VOD. I'm glad you asked. I bought that son of a bitch and I want my goddamn money back. So anyway, that is uh, that is what I've been watching. So I'm, I'm doing uh, something very similar. It's Oscar season, award season. I'm trying to catch as many award winners as I can. Before the, the Oscars drop Saturday, yesterday, I went and caught Minari in the theaters, which was fantastic. I'm pretty sure it's probably going to win. I, I had a chance to see The uh, the Father, which is my favorite of the grouping that I've seen so far. Uh, I had seen Nomadland a while back, uh, which was another great movie. Uh, I just don't think it carried the power that the other two had. Jumping back onto Netflix, I was looking for something that I could have on in the background. And this was a terrible background movie because I keep getting caught into it. I'm rewatching House of Cards and I forget every time I come back to it, how incredible of a show it is. 
and I'm, I'm getting closer to the, uh, the last season, which scares me because I haven't seen the last season yet. And I don't quite know what they do with it. Obviously Kevin Spacey is not to be spoken of anymore because he was canceled for his situations. I'm not going to go any further into that. I, I just, I love the show. It's a fantastic show. It's some of the best acting that I've ever seen out of those characters. So that's really what I've been checking out. We have no topic for the evening. So we watched a movie. We watched a movie called The Special. Patrick has the deets. The Special. <laughs> Boy, was it special. The Special. Uh, released in originally 2019, but uh, widely released in 2020, running an hour 34 on Amazon Prime. Suspecting his wife of infidelity, Jerry's best friend offers him a supernatural encounter in the back room of a brothel that everything has a price. And Jerry's night of pleasure sets off a dark chain of events as he spirals into obsession. IMDb rating 4.7. No Metacritic score rating. No Rotten Tomatoes critic score rating. And the Rotten Tomatoes audience score rating is 29%. Those are the Oh, Josh. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. In fairness, I threw out other movies before we showed Special. The Block Island Sound and a movie called, uh, which was on Netflix, and uh, I think a movie called Stay Out of the Attic or something like that, which was on Shuttered, and then The Special. And because Dick in a Box sounded so goddamn intriguing, that's what was voted for. I mean, not by you guys, but Maddie and myself were like, yeah, let's watch well, that. Since, since she's not here, let's blame it all on Maddie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, in fairness, other options were given. But yes, the special is my fault. No, was there no, that I, don't, I don't think anybody should go into the penalty box for this one because uh, there were options out there. We could have, you know, watched the trailer. I did not watch it. I was not part of the group jumping in saying, hey, watch this because frankly, I, I didn't bother to go look at trailers. I just went along with the group. So, you know, I'm, ju- I'm just as much to blame for not looking at a trailer and deciding yes or no on this one. Shame on us all. Yes. Right. Yes. So... I was saying earlier, this may be a short cast because I, I kind of got that feeling that none of us really enjoyed this movie. Hey, 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 hey. You speak for your goddamn self, Patrick. So Josh <laughs> didn't enjoy this movie either. <laughs> yeah. Right, be- before we start slapping this movie around, Josh, what uh, what are your thoughts? What did you enjoy about it? I mean, I enjoyed Justin Timberlake and Andy Samberg. I thought that was really interesting. No, I, if you I, watch I, Dick in a Box, I'm gonna murder you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just watched that on repeat for an hour and a half. Yeah, better than this. <laughs> I, um, did anybody else know exactly what was gonna happen the moment you saw the guy crafting the box? No, not not at all. I knew nothing. That, other was, than, the, that was the first thing I thought of when when he put the hole in the box. And yeah, I was just chuckling to myself. Maddie was I, the one to watch this and she dropped the dick in the box thing in our messenger group mm-hmm. so that kind of sort of gave right yeah that way you know what i did enjoy about this movie just to keep it kind of positive though the last 20 minutes of this movie 10 to 20 minutes of this movie i felt paid off because when i was watching this movie uh i was like this is not a fucking horror film and i know we have that fight all the time what's mm-hmm. horror what's not horror blah blah blah, blah. And then that last 20 minutes, it was a body horror film. That's what it was. It, it's, it's right there, not as good as a lot of body horror films, but it was a body horror film. 
when it got to the end of the movie. It just fucking crawled for an hour and a half and made you wait an hour and 10 minutes before it showed you that it was that kind of film. So I will give that last 10, 15, 20 minutes. That was the good part for me. Oh, good. So you just got to crawl through the shit to get to the gold. That's all. So no big deal. Well, yeah. some of us fell asleep during the middle of the shit. We didn't catch the last 20 minutes. So. <laughs> oh, no, you've got to watch it. We did. You need to finish that movie. All right. I'll finish it. I'll finish it. But up until that point, it's it's a slow moving slog and it's it's very repetitive. I mean, obviously, it's it's a story about the dangers of addiction, but addiction. Anybody? I got it. Yep, I got it. <laughs> but I, I feel like there was there was more they could have done with the story. I didn't care about the character. I, I think the best part of it that I saw was the middle piece where the middle piece with his wife. I don't know how spoiler you want to get in it. It was originally and released in 2019 for the part where he kills his wife, I think was probably the best part that I saw out of that. Otherwise I just, I wasn't engrossed in it at all. It was just, it felt like another more, prime bottom of the barrel horror movie to me. You got more than halfway than if you saw that, because that's towards, that's about two thirds of the way in at least. I fast forward through a couple of the the box fucking scenes. <laughs> yeah, that was that got a little bit repetitive. It got old. It got old quick. It was it was ninety percent watching a dude fuck a box, and then ten yeah. percent of some other shit that kind of happened. Um, and but then once he discovered the Jello mold, yeah, what was that? Well, um, it's explained at the very very end. Yes, what that it was. It is. Yes, it is. That, that's why you need to see that ending, Greg. Yeah, okay. you do, because yeah. it explains what the jello mold is. Just watch the last the 10. Ectoplasm? <laughs> Just watch the last 10, Greg. It'll tell you everything you need to know yep. about right. where the movie came from. Now, so. Josh, I, got, I have to agree with you, though, that the last 10 minutes, I don't know if it was a payoff for the rest of the movie, for having to sit through the rest of the movie, but the last <laughs> 10 minutes kind of worked, especially as a body horror film. Right. I thought the special effects at that point were pretty good. Oh, they were those are practical effects, right? Yeah, that's that's all practical, I, I think. Yeah, those, uh, it, they appeared to be all practical, and I thought it worked pretty well throughout. You know, when we we kind of get down on some of these movies, I always try to find some positive because I don't want to completely dog on a film, right? But I can't say a lot positive about this one. To me, this was a short film that went way too long. Yeah, it would have survived as a short film probably pretty well. I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. it got really repetitive with how many times he had to be with the box. And yeah, we got it. We understood that. Mm-hmm. The relationship with the friend was weird. The guy was at the bar way too much. That didn't carry the story at all. Right. So why have that in there? And that's why I'm saying this probably would have worked as a short film and been successful, at least more successful than, than, than you know, what Rotten Tomatoes audience thinks it is. Right. Even I, I can't even give kudos to the cinematography in this one. It was pretty standard. There wasn't anything out of the ordinary with it. Nope. The acting was on par. It wasn't anything amazing, but it wasn't horrible. Mm-hmm. So I, for me, this is just a run of the mill up at night type of horror film. Yeah, it's like it's something you'd find on like if you ever watched USA Up All Night. Is that yeah? Kind that, of that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, the, uh, the yeah. old Up All Night films. Right. You know. Uh, the other thing you can say is you will not find another movie like this movie. No, uh, 
So it's 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 definitely original in its uh content, but uh <laughs> it's it's fucking ridiculous. At, at the end of the day, it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth time in watching that dude bang that box. I was like, all right. And the first time he does it, it's like, dude, haven't you ever seen a saw movie? You don't go sticking things and things. That's the other thing. <laughs> Yeah, so he had no idea what was in that box. And he was like, all right, I'll fuck it. <laughs> like, he had no idea. And uh, either a desperate dude or just, like, really into taking some high risks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no idea. But Bad attempt at a metaphor and a, a social commentary. <laughs> I mean, again, if they would have come through in the end credits and played Dick in a Box, I would have been like, <laughs> brilliant and make a fucking sequel right now. But right. they... Apparently couldn't get the rights to that song, so they they blew it there. How uh, did he knock down the psychic or the the, the old woman? I think like, he he was fighting with her over that box, and right. But then all of a sudden she just fell down. I didn't see her get. I, hit. I think he hit her in the head with it. Yeah, I think he hit her with it. Oh, okay. That was kind of ambiguous the, to me. That's how I took it anyway. It was crum- it was crumbly editing in that in that part for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not an editor, but even looking at that, I was like, that was pretty, you know, wonky. It happened really quick, and yeah. I just didn't see what caused it. I mean, obviously, I saw how he killed her, but how she got knocked down was really bizarre. Oh, also, the guy delivering the the snowblower, that had nothing to do with the movie. I mean, it did. Well, because uh, he was getting did. pissed because he thought that was the guy his wife had. Screwed. Right. They, they had talked about her, him her buying him a snowblower at the beginning of the movie, right. but it took 50 minutes for that to come back around. So, yeah. yeah. And it, and that was, you know, a minute of dialogue towards the beginning and then three minutes of dialogue when the guy yeah. delivered it. I just didn't see how it pushed the story forward. So that, that, to me, that was all part of that. If you take all those little bits out, the friend drinking at the bar and talking to the bartender, the cop at the brothel and this delivery guy, then you've got a short film there. Yeah. Yeah, the snowblower thing too in the background. If you look, like I'm pretty sure they showed like all like sunny and like green grass and like just one like little just, like little section of snow. And I was like, that motherfucker need a snowblower for right now. <laughs> snowblower, you're. I think you hit it on the head, Patrick, when you said it would make a really solid short film idea. Yeah. It just did not have the the uh, strength to to carry that through for an hour and a half. Yeah, and nothing else. Cut fifteen. 10, 15 minutes off that, and it's a little tighter, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was rough. So. All right. Well, we rate on three different scales, the fun or fear factor, the gore score, and the overall in which you recommend to a fret. <laughs> uh, Josh, fun and or fear factor. You know what? If, if I'm going to go on a fear factor, I'm going to give it a two. If I'm going to go on a fun factor, I'm going to give that a five. Boom and boom. Okay. Patrick. I'm I'm dropping one point on both of those. Fear factor one, fun factor four. And fun factor four, just because it was original and it made me think of Dick in the Box sketches and I chuckle at that. <laughs> We're all 12 years old here on the Midnight Podcast. <laughs> Fear factor, there's nothing scary about this except for the amount of time that you have to sit and wait for it. Uh, fun factor, it was intriguing for about the first 15 minutes, so I'll give it a three. Uh, gore score, Josh. I mean, did it have 
I don't know, a one. I mean, a one because I have to give it something, but I don't remember seeing a drop of blood in this movie, really, that I can remember. A one for me. There's nothing. I'm going to put it at a four just because of the last 10 minutes of the movie with the way that his body decomposes in the bed and the way they handle the, the effects there. And oh, then, cool. and I don't need to see it. And then the, no, you need to see the ending. <laughs> it explains what happens. All right, all right, It explains all right. the box. Continue. It explains the box. <laughs> and then, I can't say because Greg hasn't seen it, but the way yes. it explains the box, I, that, that's why I'm giving it a four. That's fair. I was off on that one. I will, uh, I'll give it a two. There was some blood in there. I think you saw some blood after he kills his wife. There was a scene in the shower with her, I believe, where there was blood that was involved. Well, that's when yeah. she discovered she had a miscarriage. Yes. Oh, well, there you go. There's still blood. Um, so I'll give it a two. And then overall, and would you recommend to a friend? Josh. I'm going to go with a four on this. And I would recommend it to, I mean, I don't have any friends that fucking do this. So, but I would recommend it to a friend or somebody that does like those late night, old up, old, up all night episodes, because it does live in that kind of like, I don't know if I would call it B genre or not, but like there are fans of that stuff out there. And if you are a fan of that kind of weird B movie kind of feel, I would tell those guys to go check it out. But there's nobody that I know that I'd be like, you got to go see the special. So I'm going to go with the four. Patrick. I would probably say my overall rating is a three and similar to Josh. If I knew that they like movies like that, I would probably say, have you seen the special? But otherwise I'm not going to go out of my way and say, you have got to see this film. I will give it a two overall and uh, only to the people that I really don't like because that's an hour and a half. You're not getting back. Well, you got, you got 10 more minutes to put into that movie, sir. So I know. Don't don't remind me. Your score may change. <laughs> Great. Go I'm up one you, point. Man. I'll give it a three. I'll give I'm it a three you. then because I have something to anticipate. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I think that last 15, 20 or so of, of watching that movie, it's a completely different kind of, I don't think it'll change your mind as far as like liking the fucking movie, but at least you'll get the idea of what it was going for. Yeah. Um, Greg, so. if, you, if you start at the point where he goes back to the brothel, that's all you need to see is from that point on. Okay. It's like watching Lord of the Rings until Frodo throws the ring in, but not watching him throw the ring in. It's kind of like missing that important part. Yeah. So go back to the special and watch that guy throw the ring in or whatever he does. I watched him throw his dick in like four <laughs> right. or five times. I know. So. All right. That was the special. Anybody have anything they would like to pluck? It's no, time, Josh. You can do it. But, well, no, I think this this definitely a group thing. So we can all three kind of chat about this situation that's coming up in October. We did it, we did it this way last year, so we should kind of do it the same way, I feel. Yeah, there's a, a cool event coming up in October that the three of us and then my wife and Greg's wife and Heather have all been... I don't know why I said Heather like a question mark. Like a question. Uh, that was fucking stupid. Uh, like I, because it's Heather. Heather is definitely in there. Flatwater Film Festival. I don't know the dates. So this is where I'm like, Greg and Patrick, jump in. Because I don't remember them. Go. October 15th, 16th, and 17th of 2021 in Seward, Nebraska at the Rivoli Theater. 
good times will be had by all. Hopefully we'll be out of this <laughs> pandemic. Well, with, if, if things go as planned, people will at least receive their first <laughs> vaccination by the end of May, which means that they would have received their second vaccination well before October. Now, we know that we're not going to be out of the woods at that point. There's probably still going to be some restrictions along the way. But the plan is right now, it's going to be a live festival. We're going to plan on people being there. We're going to plan on being there. Yeah. Uh, Flatwater Film Festival is live on Film Freeway right now. If you are a Nebraska filmmaker listening to this, submit your film. All content. Looking for everything. I've had a couple of people reach out and say, hey, you guys take this. I'm like, submit everything. So... You have to be related to Nebraska, though. That's that's the one there, stipulation. There needs to be a Nebraska tie. The filmmaker yeah. has to be a Nebraskan, or the actors need to be in Nebraskans, or filmed on location in Nebraska. And we've gotten some uh, some cool some cool uh, submissions so far. I've checked it out today. Some some new stuff came in, and I'm super excited. I, I really hope it goes off this year. Uh, it really bummed me out and all of us out last year when it didn't yeah. when it didn't end up happening. So. I'm I'm looking forward to just having a good time with filmmakers in uh, Seward in October. Yeah. All right. Well, that was episode number 92 of the Midnight Fright Cast. We thank you for joining us. And uh, we hope to see you again sooner rather than later. We'll see what we can do to get that happening. Otherwise, uh, everybody have a good night. I just forgot how to end this whole thing. <laughs> Patrick, you wanna, you, can, we, can we edit back in your plug for the Midnight hey, Fright You're a fan of the Midnight Fright Cast. Oh, you know? <laughs> is that the one you're talking about there josh yeah that one all right so if you're a fan of the Frightcast, and we know that you are <laughs> help us out by heading over onto itunes or whatever platform you listen to us on and make sure that you rate and review us <sighs> you can not only find us on itunes but we're on google play google podcast spotify all all the kids are doing it so go out and listen to us and rate and review us. Uh, also, make sure to check us out online. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. And then finally, check out our films at midnightfrightfilms.com. Greg, take uh, us out of here. <laughs> Patrick took us home. I'm apparently drunk on licorice. Just get the hell out of here. Have a good night, everybody. Take your shots. <laughs>